Blog Talk Radio. Council 4 said in a reference to the 
legislature ability to increase taxes to solve its budget problems. The state is facing an estimated $1.2 billion deficit over the next 16 months, but budget crisis um, budget analysts expect that number to increase after the April 15th tax deadline when the state collects about 40% of its revenue. Malloy said uh, Thursday that in order for to have an effect on more than $200 million in deficit this year, layoffs will need to be take place before June 9th. Um, we're not going to raise taxes. We have to have make adjustments, and there are going to be layoffs, and we need to affect those to the um, we need to affect those to the greatest extent possible. Effective, Malloy um, said Thursday in. We need to affect those to the greatest extent possible. Effective. Make that a sense, but okay. Um, we're not going to raise tax. Yeah, I just read that. We're not going to raise taxes. We have to make adjustments, and there are going to be layoffs, and we need to affect those to the greatest extent possible. Effective. I don't know what that means, but anyway, Malloy said Thursday in uh, um, New Haven. However. There are currently no discussions with the state employees' bargaining agent coalition over the health and pension package that doesn't expire until 2022. Malloy is currently in negotiations with 30 bargaining units over wages and working conditions. The governor hasn't said yet exactly how many state workers will receive pink slips, but the number is expected to be in the hundreds or in the thousands. The labor unions who agreed to $1.6 billion in concessions in 2011 feel they've done enough to help the state solve its fiscal mess. The, uh, the deal that the union, the union ratified five years ago offered no wage increases for two years, followed by three years of 3% increases. No furlough days. It uh, shaved cost of living increases for pensions. It uh, raised the retirement age for three years for those retiring after 2022 and instituted a new uh, $35 copay on emergency room uh, visits. Uh, the order to, in order to take in order to get the unions to approve that deal, Malloy uh, issued layoff notices to about 6,500 employees. Jeez. The changes to uh, the concession package were approved before the layoffs actually occurred. And Senate Minority Leader uh, Len Fasano, Republican of North Haven, uh, said he feels bad for the state employees who will soon be unemployed because the, num- the governor and the Democratic majority in the General Assembly refused to make structural changes. Fasano suggested that state employees when faced a choice to pay $5 extra for a prescription or contribute 2% more toward their pension, would absolutely agree to that over unemployment. We could save these jobs, Fasano said, but the powerless are being sacrificed for the powerful. And he said, if Democratic lawmakers really care about state workers and preserving the middle class, they will protect them by encouraging them to make the necessary changes. There you go, folks. That's basically where it's at, you know. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, very interesting. But anyway, um, Get an ad on there. Uber safe rides, safe communities. <laughs> uh, sorry, folks, I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, government, uh, government uh, Connecticut governor sets stage for possible state layoffs. Okay, so let's read some more of this. Um, again, we're reading from the Aspen newsletter uh, put up by Larry uh, Dorman, and. Um, Southington Observer, uh, my 
in for many years. Uh, but it says, Connecticut governor sets stage for possible state layoffs. Uh, oh, this is interesting. some reason. That's odd. There's, there's no... That's very strange. I just I, I it looks like that that original article was taken down or something or redacted or something that we would can't that's really strange. Okay. Well, anyway, let's get out of here. Sorry I can't read that one. Um GOP leaders suggest furloughs to prevent state employee layoffs. And that's this is something that, you know, might want to consider. I I understand. I mean, I don't know. You, if you put yourself in those positions where you you know you you have to come down to a furlough or layoff or something, it's it's pretty rough. Oh, what is wrong with this? I can't seem to. Uh, this is so strange. I have these articles that come, but they but they've. Totally redacted. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Huh. Huh. Strange that is. That is so weird. Um, I'm sorry, folks. I, I just ran into a strange situation. This is. I have to I have to go because I can't I can't get into that side uh, which is very weird. Uh, New Kansas okay, City Supervisor Union. Um, this is I don't know if anybody is recalled. I'm sure you do if you're from Connecticut, but uh, General Electric's uh, three billion dollar retiree health cut escalates employers' exodus. The disclosure by General Electric that it will save billions of dollars as it pairs the health care coverage of thousands of its retirees in the latest in a series of blows to the once rich benefit package at some of the nation's best known companies. Um, uh, this is this really, I mean, this, this really hurts. Yeah. That's why I, I'm so in favor of universal health care, and I, you know, it just has to be. Again, uh, let me read what that article I'm saying is General Electric's $3 billion retiree health cut escalates employer exodus. It's from Forbes magazine. It says, um, the disclosure by General Electric uh, that it will save billions of dollars as it pairs the health care coverage of thousands of its retirees is the latest in a series of blows to the once rich benefit packages at some of the nation's biggest known companies. One by one, employers like GE, AT&T, IBM, and Time Warner 
have been shifting more costs onto retirees, 65 and over, who are eligible for the federal Medicare health insurance for the elderly. Supplemental retiree health coverage, once paid for by companies, is shifting to a defined contribution approach, or employers are uploading retiree health coverage altogether, upload, unloading retiree health coverage altogether. With defined contributions, some retirees who are under 65 are given a set amount and are set to the, are sent to the public exchanges to buy individual health plans under the federal health care. Or companies like GE are moving retirees 65 and over to a private exchange, which works the same way with retirees buying a plan on the marketplace, similar to Amazon or Orbitz, with a defined amount of money provided by the employer. And uh, in addition to savings by employers, the shift to coverage via private exchange has emerged as a business opportunity for benefits consultancies like in Howitt and Mercer, a unit of Marsh and Lellon companies and Wills, Willis Tower Watson. Health insurers, too, are getting into private exchange businesses, business which with the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association, which represents the nation's blues uh, uh, plans, the nation's blues plans, including Anthem, um, launching this year a private exchange for retirees as employers transition from group health benefits to individual coverage. Companies want to maintain their promise to support the health and financial security of their Medicare eligible retirees but they are looking for solutions that allow them to do so in ways that maximize value for their retirees while managing costs. Um, said the retiree exchange leader, Jane Funk. Mercer, for example, last year had 84 clients and more than 70,000 lives purchasing um, retiree coverage from its exchange. The number of clients is quadruple. Uh, what it was in 2013. The National Business uh, Group on Health said 24% of employers who responded to its survey last year said they would offer retirees coverage through a private exchange this year, which compares to just 10% in 2013. So that's up. That's up 14%. That's all doubled in. Uh, Years. How many people are going, or how many companies are giving up on health care? Assuming for pensions. A similar survey of large employers last year by Alan Hewitt shows two thirds of, of companies are considering changes to their pre 19 to, to their I'm sorry pre 65 retiree health strategies, and 28 percent of them are considering eliminating retiree health coverage altogether. And for the 65 and older retirees, more than 33% of companies are directing retirees to secure individual market for coverage, oftentimes accompanied by a defined contribution subsidy. It comes down to the bottom line for companies like GE, with large numbers of retirees, and GE is, retelling, or GE is telling shareholders prior to this spring annual meeting that there's um, there's money to be saved by sending retirees to a private exchange. In 2015, we amended our principal retiree benefit plans affecting post-65 uh, retiree health and retiree life insurance for uh, certain production uh, participants. While General Electric and in, in its annual report filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission, these planned amendments reduced our principal uh, post-retirement benefit obligations by approximately $3.3 billion. And post-retirement benefit plans cost increased in 2015, primarily because of the effects of lower discount rates and new uh, mortality assumptions, which were previously offset by lower uh, loss amortization rates to our principal pension plans and by changes to principal retiree benefit plans. So people are living a little longer, it looks like, than they expected. Tara Watson would comment on its role in GE's retirement benefit strategy, 
several GE retirees and pension outlets, however, have reported that GE is using Towers Watson in one exchange to help employees who are no longer eligible for retiree coverage as of the beginning of the year. Can you imagine that?
percent less than they did in 2002. These uh, concerns are nothing new. In 1969, uh, university worker graduates, uh, UW graduate students, uh, formed the first student worker union and went on strike demanding a uniform grievance policy and an end to discriminatory policies. Um, one second, I just wanted to double-check something. I'll be right back. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, undergraduates refused to go to class in solidarity. And the next year, undergraduate students, um, work, workers, formed the Memorial Union Student Labor Organization, one of the only undergraduate student worker unions, which lasted until uh, UW uh, United Workers Administration dismantled it in 2004. U UA, I'm not sure. In February, the Student Labor Action Coalition uh, delivered our demands to the Chancellor, she said. And since then, we have called on her hypocritical speaking engagements, addressing poverty in the greater Madison area, and brought the fight to the workplace, picketing at dining halls and engaging student workers, students, and allies. Together, we are fighting not only poverty wages and poor workplace conditions, but systematic discrimination. Student workers report sexual, uh, sexual, sexist, and homophobic and harassment from management. And one worker was told by human resource staff that the uh, uh, solution to an inaccessible workplace was to keep her disability out of the workplace. Just a few months later, she was illegally fired on the basis of her disability. Wow. All right. uh, the administration says that the student hourly positions are never meant to pay for someone's college education and that student workers are students first. And, this, and likewise, the campus-wide raise to $9 that, in, which, that it announced last month is inadequate for uh undergrad student workers and didn't affect nearly half of us. Meanwhile, the chancellor says she can't envision a raise beyond $9 an hour in the foreseeable future, and students are fed up, and our collective power, we believe that we can win. Um, you know, it's interesting. When I was uh, When I was in college many years ago, the minimum wage back then was only, geez, I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was maybe $3, $3.50 an hour, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, probably back in the 70s, the $3.50 an hour or something like that was, was maybe minimum wage. I think in the early 70s, it was only 2 bucks an hour and then it went up. Uh, later, but uh, you know when I was a, when I was a student, uh, yeah, I mean that was that was the best you got. You know you got minimum wage, and uh, you know you did everything you know that you had to do. You know whatever it was, janitorial work to uh, you know to uh, telephones to you know uh, tutors to whatever, and I did most of it when I was in when I was in college. But um, you know, I get I get freaked out when I see this kind of this kind of money for colleges. But this article says at the beginning of the school year, Wellesley was, as far as we knew, the only college failing to financially compensate its residential assistance with a salary or housing. Um, our uh, RAs um, didn't receive housing. Let's see, RAs meaning residential assistance, yeah. Um, didn't receive free housing or a stipend. 
even though they were expected to come early for orientation and be available for nine hours of work per week uh, throughout the school year. Um, over the past five years, they relied on early student referendums to allocate a small stipend, which itself often came out of the student's activity fee rather than from the college itself. In August of last year, we found Wesley's Student Labor Action Project chapter to front, confront class issues and financial inaccessibility at Wesley. We realized that supporting those who had been fighting for um, 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 our A's uh, conversation was a perfect place to uh, start. Yeah. Residential assistance compensation. Uh, the administration's failure to pay uh, RAs as part of the larger pattern, low-income students are denied many of the opportunities Wesley offers in order to afford the college's $60,000 a year price tag. Um, they need to spend much of their um, extracurricular time in paid activities. We began mobilizing campus support for uh, residential assistance uh, compensation through a poster campaign, allowing students to share why RA compensation was important for them. Some students were appalled that a school committed to helping women shatter the glass ceiling would fail to compensate students for doing real emotional labor. And some uh, pointed out that a school grad guaranteeing to meet all demonstrated need uh, should make sure that once on campus, students can support themselves and participate fully in their campus life. Well, this is all long good. I, I really think if, if students are working, they should be they should be getting paid, you know? It just, it, it's, it's just so much take advantage of everybody. It's just, it's just so damn aggravating to see this, you know? Uh, uh, this might be interesting. This one here, you know, this, this is interesting because GOP, the, the GOP in our state, offers cuts, furloughs to close deficits, and to restore hospital funds. I'd like to read that because, uh, you know, in, in one of the big issues here is that um, is uh, cutting off uh, funding to... Um, um, to hospitals, you know, to nonprofit hospitals, and to or to hospitals, period, uh, for Medicaid and so on. And um, but I wanted to read this because um, it's critical that they find a way to, to to cover those costs in our state, anyway. House and Senate Republicans would furlough all state workers to two days, reduce legislators' pay eliminate posts in Governor Daniels' administration and reduce spending for education, social services, and other programs to balance state finances by June 30th. The GOCP says its plan would not, would only, uh, not, not only would close a $220 million shortfall, but would restore $140 million in suspended payments owed to Connecticut hospitals. That's a lot of money, folks. Yeah. And Republicans who would cancel a $24 million deposit into the sales tax revenue sharing program argues, arguing that such much larger projected deficits in the near future almost certainly will scuttle the Democratic majority's 215 plan to begin sharing uh, sales tax receipts with cities and towns starting next fiscal year. And while Malloy said through a proposed a spokesman that he disagreed with some uh, portions of the plan. The Democratic governor called it an honest effort and uh, indicated he was signed into law if enacted. Well, Malloy challenged legislators uh, from both parties last week to offer ideas to mitigate the deficit and restore hospital funds. Well, Democratic legislative leaders wrote the governor Monday and said they still are developing several ideas involving municipal aid, state contracts with private vendors, and other uh, options. But the Mark, the, I'm sorry, Democrat uh, lawmakers and Governor Malloy have failed to lead our state and have driven us into the ground, Majority Leader 
uh, Tina's Kalidi's, uh Republican of Derby said, it's extremely challenging to fix a budget with only a few months left in the year, which is why Republicans asked Democrats to work together at the start of the year to address our imminent deficit. By now, most money has uh, already been spent. This deficit mitigation package enables us to make the most of remaining state funding with targets cuts. But to the legislator, the preservation of most vital state services, we are facing the byproduct of failed democratic fiscal policies, not a new economic reality, said Senator Majority Leader uh, Len Fasano. Of course, the Republican of North Haven. But Republicans have made have been predicting this fiscal crisis for over six years and offering our ideas to address the problem time and time again. And the Democrats got our state into this mess, but it's Republicans who will lead us out. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love the Republican optimism. You know, what the hell are they going to do? Uh, the only thing I agree with them on is, is uh, definitely you know, getting that money back to the hospitals, uh, cover the Medicaid programs, and uh, all that. Oh, man, you can't shortchange the hunt. I mean, these hospitals buy that kind of money. You know, who are they gonna, how are they going to, how are they going to help, how are they going to do? Well, you know, they reject everybody on, on, on Medicaid, you know. So, uh I'm still rambling here, I know, but let me uh, let me keep going. Many program cuts and two furlough days. That's what they're offering people there. The Republican plan cuts about 15% from the four quarter, fourth quarter funding for most components of the state budget, which would save about $83 million. But another $33 million in reductions would be ordered. Uh, also, across a variety of programs, including $12.9 million for charter schools, that would reduce the state's per-student payment from 11000 to $9,625. And Connecticut's public colleges and universities, which shoulder a hefty share of the cuts, losing about $33 million. Republicans also want to save $8 million by asking all state employees to take two unpaid days off before June 10th. Fasano and Clarides said this would require negotiations with state employee bargaining units to get all unionized personnel included. But Fasano, who predicted that many rank-and-file workers uh, would agree to this, especially if it were large, uh, or rather part of a large plan to forestall any layoffs. It is still unclear whether they would be possible through, although whether it would be possible. And Malloy's plan to balance the next fiscal year budget hinges upon reduced reducing the workforce by several thousand workers, according to his budget director. The, um, the governor, who said who has said layoff notices are likely to go out very soon, would be hard-pressed to reduce the workforce by more than 1,500 people through retirements and other attrition alone. This is an honest effort, Uh, my wife's spokesman stated, of the GOP plan. Uh, If this plan or others like it, negotiated and passed by the General Assembly, the government would sign it. But um, it, I don't know if it's going to save our, our state or not. It might. Yeah. It might. It's, it turns out that uh, Connecticut hospitals would get suspended payments. And I, you know, I think this is interesting, but Connecticut has just $406 million in its rainy day fund a modest emergency reserve equal to only 2.2% of annual operating expenses. Hey, it's not, you know, the fact you get $400 million, you know, in a rainy day fund and you're, and you're you know, you're $200 million in, in, uh, in a deficit, uh, I think you can take some out of the rainy day fund, no? Besides, besides sparing the reserve from being reduced further, 
the other big prize in the Republican plan, GOP leaders argue, is that it would restore $31 million in state funds owed to hospitals. Making those payments would trigger release of another $109 million in matching federal funds to Connecticut, which would be sent to hospitals. So, my God, I mean, it's just ridiculous that they don't do this. The hospital industry has argued in recent years it has come under extreme financial duress as a state provider t- tax has charged uh, has changed dramatically. The Malloy administration has counted the hospitals uh, that hospitals do a lot more business treating Medicaid patients since Congress passed the Affordable Health Care Act, and that uh, fa- fa- facilities still can afford to pay their executives exorbitant salaries. Oh, that's interesting. Um, hospital originally, hospitals originally paid about $350 million in provider taxes in 2011 to 2012. The program's first year, but got back $400 million in state and federal reimbursement part payments. Wow. Hospital originally paid about $350 million. I just read that. This, uh, this mix gradually shifted, though. As the state struggled with one budget deficit after another, this fiscal year, the hospitals will pay it about $560 million. And after Malloy recently suspended the $140 million owed them by June 30th, expected to receive back just $22 million this fiscal year. Um Yeah, the governor and the legislature were asked to sacrifice directly. The Republican plan challenges the executive and legislative branch to sacrifice in new ways. Lawmakers would face a 10% pay cut. Um, 10% pay cut for lawmakers. That's interesting. Legislators who last received a raise in 2001 earned a base salary of $28,000, though more than half receive additional funds to for holding leadership posts. Those uh, compensation and total compensation is thirty-two thousand two forty-one for assistant leaders and committee chairman, thirty-four thousand for deputy leaders, thirty-six thousand for majority and minority leaders, and thirty-eight thousand for the uh, uh, House Speaker and Senate President pro temp. And that's interesting. So they they get you know these are part time positions too, folks. They you know they don't work all year long. You know. In addition, all representatives receive another forty five hundred, and all senators another fifty five hundred for miscellaneous expenses that do not have to be documented. So, in other words, here's a five thousand dollar kick in your ass here, just put it in your pocket. You don't have to account for it. It's amazing. So they're getting uh, $35,000 plus $5,000 kickers. And this miscellaneous funding uh, would be reduced by 10% under the Republican plan, which would uh, eliminate fourth-quarter funding for legislative mailing privileges and cut $100,000 from each of the Democrat and Republican caucuses. The Malloy administration would be asked to um, eliminate two of its undersecretaries or deputy posts in the Office of Deputy of Position and Man- Policy Management, its chief budget and policy development agency. Hmm. Well, Republicans also want Malloy, who heads the Democratic Governors Association, to seek reimbursement from the group uh, for the state uh, security services. Malloy uses um, while on DGA activities, Department of uh, Democratic Governors Association activities. And um, this would save $50,000 a year more, according to the GOP plan. So I can't believe it. I didn't know that, but Malloy is actually um, the counterpart to uh, what Christie was. Chris Christie was the um, is or was the the uh, Republican national uh, uh, Republican uh, you know, group of governors, you know, 
Yeah, it's got the Republican Governors Association, and uh, and Malloy is actually Governors Democratic Governors Association. Uh, interesting. Is sharing sales tax receipts an impossible promise? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. They wanted to, to they wanted to share sales taxes with the town to offset the car taxes they're taking away. <laughs> uh, the GOP did backtrack on some of its fiscal uh, principles to put this plan together, including sweeping about $22 million from more than a dozen small funds. They also recommended canceling a previously approved transfer of $18 million in state revenues from the fiscal year to the, to the next. So while they eliminate while they, they, that eliminates eighteen million in red ink this year, it would add to a matching amount uh, for next fiscal year's projected deficit. But the Republican plan also cut into several social service programs, something Fasano had argued would be spared during many past budget debates. Um, Proposed reductions include $7.8 million from the Department of Social Services, the $3 million from the Department of Mental Health and Addiction, uh, over 4500 uh, I'm sorry, $443,700 from the Department of Public Health and more than $313,000 from the Department of Rehabilitative Services. So these are these are all massive reductions that they're taking out of these, these, these departments that are already way dark. I mean, Department of Social Services in the state of Connecticut, my God, you take away $8 million from them, you're going to be hurting a lot of people. And the $3 million from the Department of Mental Health in addition, there goes all your, you know, all your addictive services. My God, $3 million is a lot of money. To, it means a lot to a lot of people that are on heroin and all these other things. They're talking about these addictions and they're trying to help them. And yeah, now you're taking away three million bucks from them. Yeah. It's eight million from from starving families, you know. Department of Social Services. More than half a million dollars from the Department of Public Health. Where the hell is, you know, come on. You need a Department of Public Health. And more than three three hundred thousand from the uh, Department of Rehabilitative Services. So that's um, that must be from uh, um, I'm not sure Department of Rehabilitation. Yes, and, uh, uh, the Connecticut Children's Medical, Medical Center, Connecticut Mental uh, Health Center, sports services for AIDS patients, lead poisoning prevention among children, and education. Aid for blind children, or among many programs targeted for cuts. This is just downright, you know, unacceptable. And when asked about the fund sweeps and cuts to areas uh, we had argued to protect in the past, Fasano said these options could have been avoided and uh, alternative Republican plans to cut state spending might uh, taken seriously been taken seriously over the past 12 months. And with only three and a half months left before the fiscal year ends, there are not as many uh, deficit reduction alternatives as we would like, uh, he said. And uh, Fasano and uh, Clarides have been pushing since last April a restructure of state spending on labor. Uh, besides tightening uh, tighter restrictions on overtime, they also have argued for Malloy and the state employee unions to reopen an existing contract, increase workers' health insurance costs, uh, eliminate longevity and pay, um, longevity pay, uh, eliminate longevity pay, uh, increase worker contributions for pensions, tighten retirement benefits. That's, uh, yeah, that's what they want. So, folks, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's not a pretty picture out there. Not a pretty picture at all. This was interesting because, you know, the 
Clinton meets the Nabisco people, because uh, Nabisco is leaving the country. Clinton meets with Nabisco factory workers facing imminent job cuts. Yeah. Yeah, she's really going to make that work. Democrat job frontrunner meets with workers in Chicago to figure out how we can stop impending relocation of 600 jobs on the eve of the primary in Illinois. Hundreds of, of uh, fat Chicago factory workers who are fighting to keep their jobs in the United States received a visit from Hillary Clinton on Monday, the day before a tightening, a tightly contested Democratic uh, primary in Illinois. It is imperative that we do more to keep jobs here and we do more to attract jobs to places like Chicago, well, really across our country, she said after the meeting. Um, last summer, Modelez, Modelez International, Mondelez International, the multinational food and beverage group and owner of Nabisco, announced that the company's factory in Chicago's south side would be cutting 600 jobs and transferring production to new facilities in Monterrey and Salinas, Mexico. I wanted to come by and talk with some of the workers and their representatives to figure out how we can stop this, Clinton said. According to the Bakery Convention Tobacco Workers and Grain Millers Union, who represent many of the plant employees, nearly 70% of the workers affected are black or Latino. The first of the workers to be laid off received notice in January, leaving others in the plant on edge. Uh, fearing that they are next. They don't treat us like they used to treat us. They treat us like we're nobody, uh, said Christina Ramirez, a longtime employee in the factory. Ramirez said that many people in the plant feel like they are just being waiting for the other shoe to drop. We're just going to keep doing the best we can uh, do as long as we can. And Ramirez, who was... Uh, who has worked in the South Side Bakery for 32 years is a third is a third generation Nabisco employee, with her mother and grandmother both having worked at the factory going back over half a century. Ramirez's grandmother immigrated to Chicago from Mexico uh, before taking a job at the plant, but looking for economic opportunity. Ramirez said the uh, irony of those jobs. Now, relocating back across the border left her hurt and disappointed, but not surprised. My mother said it was going to happen. She said, mark my words, if we were, if she was alive, she would say, I told you so. The factory, which produces uh, popular cookies like Oreos and Chips Ahoy, uh, was uh, built in 1950, and, the one empl- and once employed as many as 4,000 people. Is one of the dwindling numbers of unionizing, unionized manufacturing sites still remaining in the community that has been disseminated by half a century of deindustrialization and globalization. According to the Bureau of Labor, uh, Chicago lost 1.3% of its manufacturing jobs between August 2014 and August 2015, a time period when manufacturing was up by uh, 0.9% across the U.S. About a, a thousand employees remained at the Mondelez plant before the cuts were announced. And uh, you know, it's it's pretty pretty sad out there. This this is a long article, but I I feel very uh, very bad for these guys. You know, they're going to lose their jobs, and uh, where are they going to go? You know, two generations, three generations of of workers. You know, since 1950.
exciting character. Um, pretty much revolutionizing the entire political landscape. And then you see this election. Donald Trump could take a giant step on Tuesday, which he did, okay, towards securing. This was written uh, the day before yesterday. Um, but it's interesting to, to note. Trump could have taken a giant step on Tuesday towards securing the Republican nomination as he wins Florida and Ohio, which would intensify pressures for rivals from the party establishment to pull out of the race. Well, one already did, and the other one's still, Kasich is still hanging in there, but... Frontrunner would knock out his two mainstream rivals, Ohio Governor Kasich and Marco Rubio Flory, if he wins their states. In 1969, the 69-year-old billionaire businessman has a significant lead over Rubio in opinion polls, and of course he won, but we know all that. But um, the, the, the interesting thing is... Um, Uh, it says, um, Trump's victories in the five states could make what once seemed inconceivable a strong prof- probability in putting the former reality TV star who has vowed to deport 11 million illegal immigrants imposed some protectionist trade policies and uh, temporarily banned Muslims from entering the country. And on a glide path to being the Republican Party's presidential candidate in November. And uh, Trump drew first blood on Tuesday, winning the Northern Mariana Islands uh, caucuses with almost uh, 73% of the vote. And the win in the U.S. Pacific Commonwealth gave him nine delegates. And on the the, uh, Democratic side, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, 68, could put um, could put some distance between herself and rival Bernie Sanders, 74 uh, years old, as U.S. Senator from Vermont in Tuesday's elections. And opinion polls gave her a big hit from the start. Okay, in most of the states she won. But, anyway, it's... Uh, You know, I believe the ideal over, yeah. Kasich, uh, 63 years old, slammed Trump for a series of comments he uh, has made over the years disparaging women. And those remarks uh, featured in an ad released this week by an anti-Trump Republican super PAC. I have two daughters, he said, and they see this stuff. What do you think they think? Who the hell knows what they think? Um, additionally, uh, reporting. Uh, well, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's the end of that article. By the way, but I just wanted to note that uh, yeah, I am for for Kasich either. Uh, I do, he doesn't do a thing for me, and uh, neither neither do any of them. Uh, it's a rough election. Really rough election, but uh, nobody I nobody I know uh, seems to be. Uh, what's the word? Nobody I know seems to be uh, convinced of any of these candidates. You know, so when it comes to that, I guess we. Yeah, that's all we can do. But I want to thank everybody tonight. I want to thank you very much for joining me, and um, I thank Larry for sending over that information to me and please go to Council 4 uh, Ask Me Union uh, uh, just go to council4.org and you can uh, catch up on all that information uh, Larry puts out every week and um, we wish everybody in the unions the best of luck and especially the public unions man uh, keep fighting hopefully you can uh, you can hang on and maybe there will be some 